When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. What an honor it is to be recognizing farms and homesteads that have been in the same family for more than 100 or 150 years. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. We're bringing these family farm stories to you at MidwestFarmReport.com, courtesy of Compure Financial. One of the farms getting recognized is the Dremsa family farm. Don and Joe Dremsa, Rosemary Hall, Lori Hines, Teresa Brewer, and Peggy Updike share the story of their memories growing up on the farm and how it got to where it is today. started in 1923, and uh, unfortunately I stepped away after I joined the Navy back in uh, 1962. Uh, some of their memories way back when I was growing up was the trashing machine, and we making uh, tobacco and stuff at the time, and that tobacco barn went down with a tornado at the time, along with another a couple other buildings. I kind of remember my dad in the hired hand running from the barn when the tornado hit, turned around and looked to set up uh, a roof right where they ran through. So that, that was a little exciting at the time. <laughs> and I remember you know, shocking oats or cutting thistles or my dad was managed to always keep me busy. So this is Laurie. I'm number eight of the 13 that were raised there. But So our grandpa came over from Czechoslovakia and became a U.S. citizen in 1884. And I don't really know how they got the land, but he he got the land and, and married his wife, Anna, and then um, raised uh, three children. So then our dad was one of those children. Uh, I know there was a story about them, um, my grandpa, a couple of them changing farms, and my sister can get to that. My dad then ended up taking the farm over from my grandpa but my grandpa's the one that built the original barn that's there now in um, 1923 and so a a month ago Joe's family who's farming it now, his whole family his six daughters and their their husbands and all the grandkids came and repainted and refurbished the barn so we're all pretty proud of him and his family Um, so then my dad and mom were uh, farming there my mom met my dad in town one day and she would ride the bus and she I'm I'm going through the tote of all my mom's writing so she has many stories of those days of riding the bus by and and looking for my dad and them waving to each other and so it's kind of a cool love story and then he asked her to marry him and um, then they moved in with my grandparents and they had Don and um, so then they they farmed it and then um, we have a farm that's adjoining kind of farm and they were kind of like you know bringing the family up there and still farming and my dad passed away and then my brother Joe in 1979 took over and raised his so 13 of us were raised in the second generation and he raised six and I'm Teresa. I just wanted to share the part about the trading the farm. So um, this man named Burl Ayers lived in the main thoroughfare where the farm is now, and he didn't want to live on the main highway. And my grandpa was up in the hollow, kind of tucked away in the hills, and he was willing to trade and be on the main thoroughfare. So they traded farms. I have a picture of my grandpa with workhorses by that barn that he originally had up in the valley. 
and he actually created those workhorses to get his first car. So what was the farm originally? Was it a dairy? Was it crops, livestock? Kind of take me through what it was back there so we get a really good picture of the size, the acreage, or just the operation that you guys have. Oh, I'm Joe. Yeah, it's about 350 acres now. When my dad started out, yeah, they had pigs and sheep and chickens and everything. This is Rosemary, and my brother had the brilliant idea when dad would drive to town to get feed. Don said, well, let's go with him. So he hops on the running board, and I do as well. And when dad starts up the truck, Don jumps off, but I didn't. (laughs) And I rode three miles into town, and when he got stopped at the implement, the guy across the street hollered over, do you know you have a passenger? And you know those running boards were really low, so it was quite an experience. So what were some of maybe the big moments on the farm whether that was memories from Great Depression, war, maybe a fire, or maybe you had somebody really famous come to your farm or you got to host something. Take me through kind of those special moments in history. Us kids all remember, us older ones anyways, was like when it was a threshing time, all the men would come and help outside and the women would come and bring food and the kids would scatter. (laughs) You don't stay near all the work. Well, I remember uh, slaughtering the hogs and uh, actually doing all of the making the sausages and stuff out of the out of the entrails and so forth was uh, seemed kind of gross at the time but the sausage was good and uh, I think I had to go out in the field one of the cows got hit by a car broke a leg dad sent me out with the 22 to finish off the cow and then we uh, butchered that that at the time so there was things like that and then it all got canned up and so forth and put in the basement for for the winter time so uh, it was all things like that the canning and the amount of work that went into that so that was kind of i guess interesting at the time oh yeah in 78 we had a hay fire in the barn but yeah we had the it was a long day we had to take all the hay out and fire trucks and as Teresa, yeah, the fire department was there all night. They actually had to dig a hole in the ceiling of the barn and drop hay down out of there and haul it out and sh- you know shove it out with the tractor because it was it was loose hay that we had in the barn. It wasn't the bales, and so it was smoldering in the middle of that pile of hay. And so it was a miracle, really, but the fire department was up all night long with keeping that barn from burning, but they saved it completely. Are there any other favorite memories that stick out to you from growing up on the farm? So this is Lori. Um, I mean, so we had 13 children, and it was pretty simple lifestyle, but we always had horses to ride, and we had a trout stream right through the, the, you know, the farm, so a lot of fishing, and we had a kind of a cool bluff that had a little cave in it, and that was our little mystery, you know, Buzzard's Point. And just, I don't know, just... Playing. I mean, we didn't we didn't get to go to town a lot, you know. So if we ever did, it was kind of a big deal, like Farmers Day and Fourth of July and stuff. But um, like Don said, the farm stuff always came first. It seemed like, and we all chipped in. I mean, the boys got the brunt of it, you know, with the the barn and stuff. But when it came to haying time and all that, us, you know, the girls all had to to help with that as well. They might lie or argue that, but we did. So we do have a fun story. So my dad had uh, was in the hospital. He was trying to get a 
chicken out of the hay, uh, a tree or something and put a broomstick up and hit him in the eye. He was in the hospital. And so my mom was trying to get all of us to get the cows in so that she could get to the hospital. And so she sent, I don't know, six of us, I think, out to get the cows with the dog. And we got, like, you know, way up the creek. And it was just a real nice bank, you know, just looked like a real nice slide. So we got it wet. And then we all just started sliding in the creek and had a blast. And then... Uh, so by the time it was time to come back, of course, it was getting dark. My mom was pretty upset. And some of us started to try to scatter, but we got caught. But my one brother slid into the, the dog house and shut the door and was hiding in there. Well, then my mom, you know, realized when she got done and was headed to the house that the door was shut. The, the dog, you know, the door was never usually shut. And so she pulled him out and he got the, he got the worst punishment of all of us. But... She did get to go to the hospital to see my dad. That was the most important thing. My name is Peggy, and one of the things I remember is back when we were all young. Uh, well, not all of us were born at that time yet, but it was kind of when TVs were coming out, and our dad asked us if we would want a TV or a horse. And my sister mentioned horses, and that was when we got our first horse because we chose the horse over the TV. So we had Trigger to ride. And I remember Mom and Dad. They would actually come out sledding with us, too. We had a really good road. You could slide down and then go on down into the pasture and long walk back. I think one more thing, this is Lori, one more thing that I would say in the history of the farm that really seemed to change it when, you know, going through my mother's writings is um, they brought the highway through our land. So it was like prime um, uh, field uh yeah, it was the best field land. It was pretty traumatic. I mean, you know, watching a lot of the get torn up and, you know, the stories that she writes about it, it was kind of heart-wrenching, some of it, you know, to hear her talk about what that did. And, it, I mean, the farm remained a farm, obviously, but it definitely changed. I was going to say, to add to that, they had agreed to leave a bridge so Dad would have a way to his fields. And one day they came and blew up the bridge. And my husband actually was working with the construction company. He says, I remember your dad coming. He was really. But, you know, that made it totally next to impossible crossing that main highway when it should have, you know, been an easy thing. So now you mentioned there is another generation on the farm, and that is wonderful. So what does the future of the farm look like? Is there future, future generations ready to take it over, or where do you see the future of the farm going? So Joe has um, 10 grandchildren, and so there's always a hope that they'll have an interest or something will change in the economy, and it can go on. From trading the farmland, riding to town on a running board, a tornado, a highway being built on the land, and even a hay fire. The Jeremza family have had a lot of memories on that farm, but these events didn't stop them as there were 13 kids raised in that second generation of the farm, and now they have six more in the next generation to continue on that legacy. You can listen to more of these farm stories at MidwestFarmReport.com. These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.